Hello everyone and welcome to the to-do list. So in this episode we will be talking about a place that I love to visit every now and then and that is the Brooklyn Museum. Yes, it's a wonderful little space and definitely worth checking out. They do change their exhibitions. Uh, just a little note, we did record this before the COVID outbreak. So this was actually one of our original, original tapings but we are now putting it up because it closed down right after we went and so we didn't want to tease people with it because that would not be fair so the exhibit may have changed at this time and um, certain procedures will probably be in effect it is opening in september 2020 again so please go to their website to see everything that you need to know as far as procedures and hours and such but it is a great little space um interesting to hear it again because i haven't recorded this in several months so this should be fun a little bit of a throwback so here we go hi i'm noah hi this is camberly and this is the, the to-do to -do list. list yes so we want to thank everyone who has joined us we've gotten a some people interested and, and it's a good feeling. So we got we some wanted, feedback. Yeah, and so we're really excited by that. We want to thank people who spend time with us because we know your time is precious. So again, thank you. Time is the most valuable thing we have to spend. Well, I don't know about that, but... <laughs> I disagree. Time is money. Ooh. It's limited. Well, that's You true, can always make more money. You can't always get your time back. Oh, please. There were times you've been to like... You've been to a Broadway show and you wanted your money back. You wanted your time back. You were upset about the hours they st stole Sometimes from Sometimes that's the same with conversations that I've had with that, people. <laughs> that's true. So time is the most valuable okay, thing Okay, you're you right. Spend. I'm taking it back. It is valuable, people. So spend it well. So thank you for spending it with us. Yay! Yay! So today we are going to be talking about something that we did recently. And we're excited to talk about it because... Wherever you are, I mean, we're in New York, but wherever you are, you can find something to do and there's always new things to do. And I encourage people to go do them, you know, enjoy what's going on in your backyard and go to events and, and fun things. I know in some places it's a little bit more difficult, but drive, go see things. And so we decided that we were going to do something around us. And it's interesting. Um, I, I was saying, and it was free. Free. Oh, yeah, free free is good it's fantastic <laughs> free is good um and and we talked about it and it was kind of a spur of the moment thing yeah but one of the things that's been inspiring us a little bit this year is this we're gonna rico Kasich. rico Kasich. Wait, we <laughs> well because part of the time is precious yes it's so bizarre but yeah. isn't it though it part is. of the time is precious and part of what's been motivating us to make the most of our life ironically enough was Rick Ocasek's passing. It, which is bizarre because there's so many people who have passed in the last couple years. Whitney, you know, MJ. That wasn't the last couple years. Whitney I'm talking about in the like, last two years. Oh, Whitney was eight years ago. I still yeah, miss you, Whitney. Whitney. I miss you, Whitney. So, you know, it's... We were just talking about that and then it just happened to happen one night that Rick Ocasek passed and we were it like... awful. Yeah, well, I don't really you know liked him the that song, well. You liked the song Drive I, a lot. Okay, that's... <laughs> One song, I um, I, but basically, we didn't mean to make a joke of it because, you know, that's not what it is, but it's like, live your life, live your life to its fullest. And so we're, we call it Rico Kasicking. There have been times when we talked about going out to our favorite bar and I said, what would Rico Kasich do? Which is like WWJD, but it's WWROD. So WWROD. 
there you go. So this is why we ended up doing this. And it was, it turned out that it was good timing because... It was free. It's, it's basically, <laughs> it's the Brooklyn Museum. And here's the thing with certain museums in New York City, look them up online. The first Saturday of a month, a, uh, several museums have a free day where you can go in for free. Enter, have a good time. And so we looked it up. Their website's kind of confusing because you were trying to read it too. Yeah, they, they basically listed it that the first Friday, it was first Saturday, sorry. It was it was the first Saturday of the month. They have these events that are unique to that date. And they said, it's not every month at the Brooklyn Museum. They excluded four dates. And then when I looked, it said the, the free event starts from 5 to 11 p.m. And it said that you get to go to these events, but you don't get to go to ticketed events. So I was kind of fuzzy on whether or not we'd get to go to the exhibition or if we'd only get to go to the musical events or there was some hands-on art experience. Mm -hmm. There was some, there was a poetry reading. There, there was a, a Brown Girls burlesque. Yes, there, there was. There were a number of things that before we actually got there, we weren't really sure how it worked out. So we felt the website could have been organized in a, a more communicative way. Basically saying... Admission to the entire museum is free after five o'clock, except for X, Y, and Z. And that's not really how it was worded. So I was a little bit confused, but I'm like, worst case scenario, we'll go, we'll find out. And there's other things yeah, in the hood. We take a chance. We take a chance. And so we ended up going. And um, just that if you do go, just know that um, there is a big line. But that line is only if you want to go to the ticketed um things and there's specific times where you can pick up the tickets to see specific like poetry readings or, or like we said the brown girls and that's what was called the brown girls burlesque not saying that we were calling it that no and oh. then um just various different things that you have to have tickets to to go into but the main museum is open to everyone on those days so make sure you check that if you're interested in other museums i don't think the met does that or anyone like that but there are various Dude. ones free saturdays uh, the, well, MoMA does Friday nights for Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, and different the museums, you can go on their website and look. And I was also looking before, because I actually, this is not a plug, but I bank with Bank of America, and I was looking because the first weekend of the month, Bank of America, so if you're in another city, yeah. Bank of America does give you the opportunity to go to museum, um, certain museums, for free in your state on that first weekend. Also, something I didn't know before, um, with, if you have a library card, you get free admission to a number of museums in New York City with your Brooklyn or New yeah. York City or you get you click on a link called a culture pass and once a year you use your culture pass at the museum you pick and you get to pick the date if there's available slots you pick it and you do it but you got to go because if you book it and confirm it and then you bail out then you won't be able to use it at that same museum within a year so there are a number of ways you can get to museums yep. in New York City and throughout the United States for free on certain. Because we just want to encourage that because we do a lot of things in here, but no, there's a lot of great free things to do everywhere. So you go in and, and just know this is a little bit of a smaller museum um, in Brooklyn. Um, you know, it was decent size. It, no, it's decent size, but it's not the Met because I've been to the Met a right. few times where you're like, whoa, you could get lost for days. So it is a little bit smaller, but it was fun because when you first enter, there's people, with a band who was doing some music. It was very, it was interesting. It was very like kind of 80s inspired. It was. It was, it was interesting. And then Girl Scouts. 
There was Girl Scouts selling their cookies, so of course I already we already bought some, but then we ended up buying. We more. bought nine boxes, dude. No, well nine. you did. I only bought two. You bought, you well, bought no, seven. I bought seven. You bought two, but the point is. But we picked yeah. up more because I can't say no to these poor girls. I'm just a girl who can't say no. I was so, gonna say no. <laughs> I was gonna say no. I really was. <laughs> I couldn't. So, so then from there, you're basically free to get the tickets that you want to see, whatever you want to see, or go see the museum. So. Well, they also, at the first Fridays, so the hands-on event, we got roped in, but the other thing that was there that's not there on a normal basis, from mm-hmm. my understanding, was the um, market that yes. we went to. That's something else we should also mention, because I, we mentioned the poetry reading, and we mentioned the hands-on well, experience in the burlesque. The because that was oh, one of my favorite that, No, 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 that's not. We just say there is also an opportunity to shop yes. and get food and... I think it could have. Yeah, we could have gotten yeah. drinks. Well, I mean, there's drinks. a cafe there, but the, this is only during that night, I think, that they have the special, like, market. Markets, yes. And, oh my gosh, I hate those motorcycle guys. I want to smack them so badly. But this is real New York. That's real right. New York. No, these guys, ugh. But it's just, it's, it's a very cool event, but we will get to that definitely. So, on the first floor, there's five floors in this museum, and what I will say is that, for me, I prefer to start at the top and, 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 and head down, but... On the first floor, we did end up looking at that a little bit, and there's this one tends to change a lot. It's not necessarily the permanent um, displays, but there was a lot of videos. It was a lot of media art, which was very interesting because when I was there before, it was a few years back, um, it, it didn't have this media section. It was more statues, so they had changed it where it was um, like Black Lives Matter um, art, and the one where you click on it. Yes, there was one that was uh, a multi uh, multimedia display, and basically it was an artist. Well, there were uh, there was a Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. one and the gun violence one. Yeah. But then there was the one that you watched. It was about the one where oh. they went to Serbia. I think it was. It wasn't Tunisia. 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 Yes. Talk about that one first. And and basically where. Uh, the government was changing. It was going to democracy, and they wanted to put up uh, paintings. I think it was called Inside Out Project, where they wanted to put up or pictures, black and white photos of different people, and the people didn't like it, and so they put it up in the middle of the night, and these people ripped it off the next day. But in some ways, the people were happy. That they were sad that the art was being ripped down. They put up, but it showed that democracy was in the country because they had this option to do this with no retribution. So it was kind of interesting. And but the thing is, you have like twenty different screens going on at the same time and so it's it's hard to focus you got to focus on like one otherwise you'll go crazy and not understand what you're looking at but i think one of my favorite things that i was talking about was the one that you're the one who kind of roped us into where there's a huge picture with a bunch of new yorkers on it yes it was it was um i i didn't see the advertisement it's because we were looking at the ones that she was watching a video for tunisia or the video where they took that art there and then as i was coming in i saw a thing that said either portrait of new york or landscape i think it was portrait of new york York. and it was i saw the sign and then i was going back and trying to like where did i see this sign because i wanted to see how it applied to the actual art exhibit and what it was it was on a like um pole and it was written sideways i'm like oh and so you go in the room and on the walls, they had basically the same photograph of a bunch of New Yorkers it, on like a, a, a fire escape mm-hmm. or the side of a building. And then the uh, when you look at another angle, it's zoomed in a bit so you could see it better, see their different poses and such. So then I had seen the um, 
headphones and people were touching like iPads or monitors. And I was like, oh, but earlier in the process of our visit, I had seen it. But then when I had gone back, I'm like, oh, some of them cleared up. So then I was looking at it to find out some more information about what was going on there. And you could click on many, I'm not going to say every single person in the picture, but most of the people in the picture. And they would have a, uh, up. To, they could go from 30 seconds. The longest one I think I saw was three minutes and 56 seconds, where they would tell a little bit about their story, about their experience in New York and what it was. One of the girls was just saying how they were on the beach and they enjoyed watching the seagulls. One of, uh, they were in different languages, obviously, um, because New York is a very multicultural yes, city. Um, there was one talking about how, where he had lived in different times in New York. There was one um, advertising his band was it his band yeah because <laughs> yes. some of them Camberly, she didn't want to put the earphones on i don't know if it's because afraid of getting sick or whatever no, i just don't like gross people that's fine <laughs> it, well it's communal some people space. aren't as clean with their body and so, so because of that i i have no problem i'll put it on i'll put I on know, you're a dirty man and so then i would listen to them and then paraphrase it for her but then after a while i figured out oh you could hit the dot dot yep. dot and have it written out the text of what they actually said. So since she could read it herself. Mm-hmm. And there were a few where she's like, oh, what did this person say? Or what did this person say? Because she was looking at their visual image and she was curious to hear their story, as it were. So it was interesting. That I mean, was interesting. I could have spent more time Me too, actually. there. Even I though you didn't put the headphones on your ears. <laughs> no, but I was reading stuff and it was interesting. You kind of choose the portrait that you like and then hear the story. And it was it was just kind of cool. But I think the, the ground floor is more, um, I think, a rotating kind of space but once you go to the second third fourth fifth it tends to be more of the permanent collection for when i understand though there are certain rooms that change within the museum and they'll have different things depending like on the month like if it's you know um latino hispanic month or you know whatever or women international month or whatever they'll change what's in those rooms and you can go online and see what's there because a couple of the exhibits were down when we went upstairs and were closed off because they were changing it but um there's like i think the second floor was the um wasn't it the asian it was i think it was chronicles of new york it chronicles of new york yes yes and i'm i think the name of the artist i'm actually looking it up it says jr so the name of the artist who did that installation is J.R. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, but going on. So the second floor was mostly Asian art, wasn't it? Yes. Was that also the Egyptian? No. Oh, Egyptian was third. Yes. Okay. So there's there's the like, Asian um, like art. It's a lot of pottery and things that were just found around. It was interesting before language was actually invented the Japanese language. I mean, this stuff is old. It was crazy. They've been using, I think, or just learning Chinese characters at that time. Um, so that was more that area, which is actually a smaller floor. It's more like a little mezzanine. And then the third floor um, was the Egyptian hall. I will say that, I don't know, that I, I will say that one, it's nice, but I think I preferred the one at the Met a little bit more. Be- I think just because of that one area with the water where they make it seem like you're in I Egypt. Think, I think you're impressed by the... Uh, it, it's mammoth. That, it's, it's mammoth. mammoth. It basically is... They make it so like you're right next to the Nile almost with this Egyptian, like which kind of doesn't make sense because I don't think they would be that close. To the, but, you know, the um, structures are just huge. And this is at the Met more. And you just feel like you're in it. So this was a little bit more of the smaller artifacts that they found within some of the tombs and things. 
And then the fourth floor we didn't go to. Well, there, this time. Yeah, there is a reason why. Because you don't. Well, we were getting hungry. <laughs> we had gone at five o'clock, but to do the, you know, the free Saturday thing. But we generally eaten much beforehand, and we did have a little bit to eat there. But yeah. the fourth floor, their big, it's uh, the dinner party. Yeah, you... it's it's an exhibit that I had seen before, and I'm I'm, I'm I'm a painting guy. Mm-hmm. I tend to like paintings. I can sometimes get into modern stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying I'm picky with my art. I'm open to seeing some new things. But I'd seen it before. It takes up most of the floor. And, you know, I don't know that it's my cup of tea. It just wouldn't, yeah. It's kind of, yeah, I get it. I you get don't it. remember it, do you? I vaguely remember it from when we went before. But you were just like, eh. So we, and we went and got some food. <laughs> but, we, but I actually like the fifth floor. And this is... The thing is, that I too am an artist. Um, I'm really bad with three-dimensional things, and you'll, you know how I am. My mind mm-hmm. does not work with that. And so I have this big thing with sculptors. I love sculptors because it's something I don't think I could ever do because my mind doesn't work that way. Um, I'm not good with spatial things. And there's these beautiful sculptures of, you know, um, like Greek mythology and things. And it was just the way the light was falling at the time. Was the light was, was the golden hour. It was right when you get off the elevator. Mm-hmm. So it, it's got a window to the outside world. Yeah. Which a lot of areas in the museum, actually in the Egyptian area, they have some things that are covered by a uh, barrier because it's so sensitive to light that they don't yeah. want it displayed on light the right entire All time. The time. So it, it's there's not a, not a lot of places in the museum where the sunlight comes in, and that right. was one of them. And it... it, it played well off the sculptures oh it was beautiful because it was the golden hour and the sun was starting to go down and it was just lighting up the statues really beautifully if you want to see this we'll be putting stuff on our facebook page and our instagram page which you can find listed on here um so uh well if you're listening to depending on on what platform but we can find us on facebook you can find us on instagram we'll be posting some of these photos but they're just beautiful and that was one of my favorite parts, because I love sculpture so much, it's just so beautifully done and just so gentle, and I loved it. But I liked the fifth floor. I think for me personally, my favorite was the first floor and the fifth floor. What was your favorite part? Mm, I tend to... So, uh, I I, there, I have a... Um, I do do visual art, and I do tend to do a lot of acrylic paintings. I'm not so good in the ceramics. I never was. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I ever will be. Drawing, I'm fine with. So because of that, I, I go through phases. I'm a very moody creature. Um, when we walked in, first one of the events was a hands-on art event. And I was kind of down with that. I'm like, yeah, I can create art. And it was up with textile art. And we talked to a lady in the line about it. And Kimberly was more of a hard sell. But I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then we got to the... You had to get... In that line, we got a ticket for a specific time. Um, and we were going to go. And then we were talking about it, and Kimberly wasn't as down as I was, which is fine. And I'm like, well, you do your thing. Text me where you are, and I'll meet you afterwards. Then when I started to do it, I'm like, it was very crowded. There were a lot of kids. And I'm not, like, <laughs> I'm not, it was just, a. I would say it was about 100 people. So I feel like it, it's like going to a college class. I prefer a small conversation um 
class as opposed to a lecture-based class where yeah. it's about 200 people in a room and you're there's no discussion there's no dialogue and so i didn't know i'd get that much attention or i'd get that much out of it um yeah, it's like so, a mommy and me class a little bit uh, it was it was very crowded and i was kind of like you know what i'm not sure i i think my we time, like kids but it's not i i think that i felt that my time would be better spent looking at some of the other art much like the exhibit chronicles of new york mm-hmm. um I, I So my favorite part, I, I'm moody, and I like pretty art. One of the pieces that I liked was a European artist um, that it was a painting that I was drawn to as soon as I saw it, and it was uh, basically a full moon with just a tree in front of it. It was by Ralph Albert Blakelock, and it was called Moonlight. And it, it drew me in. It was very striking, but wasn't my favorite. That's when I get torn because um, going to the Metropolitan Museum of Art has made me realize that some of the art and some of the art I've been doing lately has been about a statement and how it makes people feel, the reaction. Um, Not just, oh, this is pretty. Oh, this can hang in your dining room. It's that it makes you think, that it makes you feel, that it gets a reaction. And one of the pieces, and I think that Kimberly agrees about whether she liked it, it was an exhibit that mm-hmm. is not on the entire time right now. Well, we'll put up a picture. We can. Um, the artist is named Jeffrey Gibson, and the name of the installation is called When Fire is Applied to a Stone, It Cracks. And it actually is relatively new. It just started on, on Valentine's Day of 2020, and it will be there on the fifth floor through January 10th of 2021. So it will be there for a while. And the piece that spoke to me a little bit was Whose World Is This?, it's yours, it's mine. And it's a stained glass piece. And um, what struck me about it was eh, the visual, maybe not so much. It was more about the message and, and what it made me feel and what it made me think. So that was, um, and also it was specifically, he uh, is of Native American heritage. So it was uh, interesting oh, to see. Oh, that was a cool room. Yeah. yeah and that so that was... was cool to see a different perspective and it, it had a message and some of the um, media, there was a punching bag he used. There was a ceramic head yeah. on top of, uh, do you remember? I don't, I just remember it was Native American art with a modern twist to it. Yes. And it was just very well done um, because you don't see a lot of Native American artists, especially in this area as much. And it was good to see it on display. And that's what I like about this museum is that, you know, if you go to the Met, it tends to be a little bit more like old master paintings or European centric, where this I felt like was more of a community of what makes New York City special, which is different artists from different backgrounds. And I just, it it brings a whole different kind of flavor to it because a lot of it, it's a nice mix of older paintings or older art forms versus newer ideas coming in. So if you don't like modern art, you can skip that because there's going to be older paintings. But if you like, it just depends what you like. Yeah. You're not stuck in the Met or MoMA. Right. You know, but I do, I do feel, though, their, um, their European art on the third floor mm-hmm. wasn't as extensive as I wanted it to be. But no, I can I get agree. over that. Because you just go to the Met. Yeah, I can get but over that. expensive. But I feel as though, yes, there was a variety. Like, for example... Um, Mr. Gibson was born in 1972. Yeah. So he's not even 50 yet. No. Which means 
it's kind of modern. This might yeah. be something I would see in MoMA. So yes, what Kimberly is saying, I totally can get behind that this was like a mix of the Metropolitan Museum of Art and MoMA. And then there was a little bit of a street party going on there too. Yeah. Well, before we go there, I want to bring yes. in the two favorite pieces that okay. I had because I'm going to put that up besides sculptures. One was this beautiful painting. I don't have the names. I'll put it up because he's more organized than me. The one with the mountains. And it the was mountains. like the clouds that were really oh, dramatic. And yes. it couldn't happen in real life. It was totally overblown. It wouldn't happen in real life. But it was just a beautiful painting. And I will put it up. And I think I have the description. I'm not as organized. And, and I want you to look for it if you want to. But it, it is absolutely beautiful. And the second one that I like, I actually, I, I actually texted to a friend that evening oh. and it was this beautiful piece native american piece that was put up in the university of oh texas, in texas i think it's southern texas. southern texas i think it's southern texas i think it is southern texas and it was this beautiful mural of um a native american woman i think with their child and basically this beautiful it's almost like this murky brown and green it wasn't mural. called mother earth it was oh. called something of life like the transitions of life i remember the name of it, I loved it because the the woman you're talking to for a while they're looking at the mural or the the smaller representation mm -hmm. of the mural that's actually on the college campus it looked like she was mother earth oh, but then when you looked at the different sides I'm like, this is more than just Mother Earth. And that's yeah. why the name made sense. So it's something about life, transitions of life beautiful. or something. Just beautiful. And so I sent it to my friend and she was like, oh, this is amazing too. So <laughs> it was just, it was great. But yes, but I think my favorite part, it was all wonderful. But I think my favorite part was the mini block party that was going on. What floor was that on? Third. Third floor. So we went to the third floor and they have, what was it? It was a stall specifically for women. What was it? Women and non-binary uh, vendors. Vendors, yes. So basically they were selling their wares, whether it be clothing, food, um, jewelry, things like that. And it's, I don't know if it's there all the time, but it's just, you go in this big area and it's lit so beautifully. And... They also had some music playing and a little bit of a dance floor. And you go and you just shop around. And we just saw some wonderful art from people. Um, I went directly for the food because sugar's like my main food group. And they had, um, what was the, it was the flow? The flow. So it's basically like meringue dipped in chocolate in different flavors. And they're kind of like this cone. And I guess it's big in Europe. Um, specifically Italy. I had never heard of it before. I've heard of meringue, but not done in this way. And so we ended up getting a box. We thought they're going to be really expensive, but it was basically a little under $2, isn't it? A piece? It was two fifty. Was it really? Yes, because it was 15 for 6 Okay, I don't do math. He's he's the mathematician. I just I just come for the ride. So <laughs> it was, um, you choose your different flavors. And they were so nice. The, the women who were running it were so nice and really helpful and just really overwhelmed because there was a lot going on. But they were like just in a good mood with it. Because some people would be like, oh my gosh, this is too much. Stop. But I already had one. I had the strawberry one because that was the woman's favorite. What was um? What was your favorite so far? Because I had them all. I, I know I have five left, and he already ate all his. Like, this is animal. normal. I can eat. <laughs> I can eat you out of house and home. I get this from my father because I have five siblings, and sometimes we'd have a lot of food left over. So my dad would never order, and he would be like the human garbage disposal and eat all our leftovers. So I can eat 
Am I wrong? Do no, I need? You can eat. I can eat leftovers. Truth. You can eat everything. But I won't let her throw away food because I will eat the leftovers. And so, I have to be a little bit more gentle with it. But whatever. <laughs> she chooses to be gentle. Um, I ate all six of mine. The six. I had two of the strawberry. I had one of the Oreo. I had one of the toffee. One of the peanut butter cup. And the one I'm forgetting is coconut. The two I liked the best were strawberry and toffee the strawberry um the woman had told me she loved it she said i could do a whole six of strawberry and i'm like nah, i want to get some variety i'm not looking to marry strawberry tonight um and i'm glad i got to taste the variety but no toffee and strawberry are my favorite so yeah and we'll definitely uh, put it down below the name of this place if you're in new york city go visit them they are in brooklyn um all most of these people um at the shops are from brooklyn the brooklyn artists and you know are people who make delicious food Go check them out. Um, but I would definitely go stop by them again. I would buy them. Would you buy them again? Yeah, okay. I would. I would too. I'd go more hardcore on the toffee and the strawberry. Though they say the cookies online are better. So we didn't try the cookies. So maybe we'll no, go we and try a little bit of sample and, and revisit them on here again. The other one that I tried that you did not was, I think it's Malai. M-A-L-A-I. Mm-hmm. Ice cream. They are also in Brooklyn. And what I liked about them is they aren't boring ice cream. It's not vanilla and chocolate. Oh no. They like really unique flavors and I like unique food. I will the novelty is always gonna get me. And they had uh, like ginger root ice cream and then they had rose, which is my all-time favorite. I prefer rose with dark chocolate, but this had cinnamon in it. It was very good. Very good, but a little bit, a little bit sweeter than I'm used to. But I would go back because you could tell it was quality ice cream. So good, and the flavors are just ridiculous. They also have um, non-dairy options for those of you who cannot have dairy. But it was really good. Noah was kind of burnt out, I think, on sweets at that point. Or you wanted real food, and sugar to me is real food. But- oh, the ice cream! No, well, what drew me into the, I, I just was looking around because. Yeah, I, I, I like me a good craft fair here and there. I, I can get drawn in. I got drawn in the... Well, as soon as we got there, the flow... I mean, yeah, I saw it look like it a big... It was right front and center. It yeah. looked like a big Hershey's Kiss. So I was sold on that. But then after that, I was walking around and I got drawn into beautiful umbrellas by Crown Inspired. And the yeah. woman who ran it, her name was Tamara, and she was yeah. very nice. Yes. And her work was gorgeous. I, they looked like parasols, would you say? Parasols, yeah. And some of them are actually good for rain. She said the majority. Yeah. She said there was only two, if I remember right, the Tamara said would not were not waterproof. They're more parasols. But yeah. they, they were nice. And so I thought it was right up Camberley's style. Um, yeah, so I got beautiful. wounded by that. So I like to look around a little bit. And then, um, I wasn't burnt on in the suites, but then we were turning the corners, just doing a loop, just lapping around, didn't want to favor the people on the north end of the south end or vice versa. And so then, um, we turned the corner and I saw, was it ginger ice cream? Yeah. I think I saw, I was so excited. No, I saw ginger and I said, do you need to stop? Do you need to stop? Is literally what I said. Let me tell you, the flavors are very unique. It's exactly right up my alley. Um, it was like $5 for a scoop. I wonder what it is really. Sometimes um, it'll be more expensive because they're bringing it somewhere, which I understand that's a little bit more tricky. Um, but I'd be curious to see the storefront and see how much it is and things like that. But um, I definitely would go. So I'm, I'm interested in going there. We're going to go and we're going to try some damn flavors. I, yeah, I did not try the ice cream. This. It wasn't that I was burnt out on sugar because I like me some sugar, obviously, because I finished all six of the flow like, kisses. Um, I, and I, the Girl Scout cookies, I've already finished in Thin Mints is what I bought. I only bought one box. 
because I try to show some self-restraint. Um, there's two little bags in the box, and I already finished one of my bags. Actually, one and a half. So, yeah, I can eat me some sugar. I wasn't burnt down on that. It's just... I'm not a ginger, and then I didn't even see the rose and yeah, the yeah. rose and cinnamon. There was like four flavors, but we'll definitely try that. I'd like to try both of those again, and maybe we'll do a follow up and and say our favorites of it because I love me some sugar. But it was also nice the the house party with the DJ it was nice to see people it was dancing, fun. yeah, having a good time. And you, what did you say you loved about this? It was about what you love about Brooklyn. Do you what remember? Was that? No, I don't. You said basically it's like everyone getting along, no no agendas per se. We're just sitting back and having a good time. We're just, just loving our borough. And it was just every type of person that you can imagine across the board. Just everybody enjoying the space, enjoying the lighting, enjoying the music, people dancing, checking out people's wares. And it was like one big street party. And it was just so unifying in a wonderful way. And so... Originally, I was like, God, do I want to do this? And in the end, I was so happy. And that's kind of what I want to say is go out there and try different things. You know, it may surprise you. You're like, oh, I didn't think I would really love this. But then you end up doing it. And even if it's not your favorite thing, then but you gave it a try. You may find something you really like. Just keep an open mind and, and go have as much fun as possible. Go check it out because I'm really glad we did it. And I'm really glad you pushed me into it because I was kind of, ah. Thank you, Rick Ocasek. Oh, <laughs> I'm giving I'm giving Whitney credit just because I miss Whitney. Yeah. But Rick Ocasek gets credit because he's you know live your best life. To answer your question on your mur- mural, it is actually Texas Southern University TSU. Uh-huh. It's called Web of Life, and the artist is John Biggers. That's the that's the mural you were talking well, about. We will post it online. Amen. Along with everything else in this episode. So yeah, we wanted to bring a little bit of culture your way and living your life to its fullest. Sometimes you just gotta throw things on the list that you didn't expect to be there. Amen. Alright. So I think we are done. So I wanna say have a fabulous week, my friends. And this is Camberly signing off. This is Noah. Live your life as an exclamation, not an explanation. Amen. Bye.